At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare all these guys who run these organizations who talk about analytics they have one thing in common they're a bunch of guys who ain't never played the game and they never got the girls in high school and they just want to get the game welcome to vsense hardwood handicappers as you guys look at me you see the backwards hat the uh, gray socks the funky outfit and you say now this guy's a chump am i right now now here's your host jonathan von tobel Yes, indeed. Uh, I do wear backwards hats a lot, but I'm not allowed to wear them on the air here, so you will not see a backwards hat here. we got a lot to get to, folks. Second hour, Hardwood Handicappers. If you missed out on any part of the first hour, it'll be up wherever you get your podcast on the Hardwood Handicappers feed, by the way, so you check that out, feasted.com slash podcast. Aaron Rinning, professional handicapper, is going to be with us in about 15 minutes as we discuss everything in the NBA, what we have seen, and what we are looking at today. With that, Really quick update, still plenty of time left at a very scant lead, and the NBA seven points is absolutely nothing. But the New Orleans Pelicans have used quite a strong third quarter here and are picking apart the Denver Nuggets. A 37-22 third quarter for uh, the New Orleans Pelicans. By the way, that's after a 38-point second quarter. They were down by as much as 21, have come storming back and have a 99-92 lead. Michael Malone has been kicked out of this game. Bryn Forbes has called for a technical for punching the ball, so... Nuggets are kind of falling apart here, but only down by seven. And with nine minutes left to go, and one of the best players on the planet, Nikola Jokic, still plenty of time to get back in this game. And just like that, hook shot from Jokic has him down 99-94. All right, Aaron Rooney's going to be with us. We'll look at the uh, the, uh, Monday card, but there's a lot of really good games on Monday uh, that are very, very important in the scheme of things. So let's discuss, and we'll start off with the biggest game on the board, at least I think so. Uh, We will go to the Eastern Conference, where the Philadelphia 76ers are going to be taking on the Chicago Bulls. So, James Harden the other day did not play against Miami Heat. Routine maintenance looks like they're going to be pretty cautious with the hamstring. So, keep that in mind as you kind of move forward in some of these situations. You're talking like second legs at back-to-backs or, you know, all those kind of scheduling spots that you want to keep in your mind. But it does sound like he's going to play. The big question here is Nikola Vucevic. Vucevic for the Chicago Bulls tomorrow is questionable to play. Did not practice on Sunday. Popped up on the report. Not a good sign. So, if that's the case, the center position – uh, the rotation, at least, Tristan Thompson and Tony Bradley. And as I just retweeted and we were just laughing at about 20 minutes ago, the video of Tristan Thompson doing that weird shooting thing that he was doing before the game the other night where he's just shooting brick after brick after brick, uh, you're going to lose a lot of production offensively from your center position if Nikola Vucic cannot play. So number right now in the overnight, 6.5 with a total of 229.5. Uh, I am willing to bet dollars to donuts, whatever that means, that this is going to get closer to 7.5 by the time we get to tomorrow. Again, 
the market has a tendency to react to kind of in, to information, of course. Uh, but even so, I'll give you an example, right? So questionable tags will automatically uh, a uh, like a point half point bump, uh, depending on who the player is, in the direction of the team that does not have the injury. Uh, but we saw a really good example today of the Brooklyn Nets who were taking on the Boston Celtics. So they opened up four and a half. I took four and a half with the uh, the Brooklyn Nets and. Jamal Jamal Murray, excuse me, I'm watching the Nuggets. Jalen Brown is considered questionable for that game. However, all indications, at least what I was reading, and I assumed betting four and a half, that that number included a Jalen Brown playing. All indications were that he was going to go. Yes, there was the, oh, we'll give it a go and see how it, when you're upgraded to questionable after missing time, more often than not, you're going to play that game. So he tests it out. He's in the starting lineup. Market moves immediately two points from there on information that you kind of assumed was actually going to happen, right? That Jalen Brown was going to be available today. So I bring that up because you're going to see this. The market will react to the questionable status of Vucevic. That'll get pushed up. And then if he's ruled out, for example, the line will get pushed up even more. So just keep that in mind because a number like six and a half does include the questionable status already of a Vucevic type. But it does look like, look, if you look at Philadelphia in the last, you know, what, the games with James Harden, the numbers have been incredible. Offensive rating of 124. The free throw rate is out of this world. And the Chicago Bulls, if you look at what they've been doing lately, it has not been great. Sliding in a pretty big way. They're 0-4 straight up in their last four games. They're 1-3 ATS in those contests. Their defense over those four giving up 118.4 points per 100 possessions. With no Vucevic out there, you're talking about offensively, getting most of your production from Tristan Thompson and Tony Bradley. And defensively, even Vucevic, you know, Vucevic wouldn't have anything against a guy like Joel Embiid. They have nobody to match up with Joel Embiid. So it does look, look like it's going to be a pretty tough night uh, for the, the uh, Chicago Bulls defensively yet again. A point to bring up here, though, and this is something that I've kind of been harping on since uh, since James Harden has been added to the starting lineup. Tyrese Maxey. Tyrese Maxey has been freaking awesome for the Philadelphia 76ers since James Harden was added to the starting lineup. Now, against uh, the Miami Heat on Saturday, 17 points, depending on where he's shopping for his point total prop. Uh, Tyrese Maxey's gone over his point total prop for four consecutive games. But if you look at the games in which Tyrese Maxey has played alongside James Harden, we're talking about 33 points against the Cleveland Cavaliers on Friday night, 25 points against the New York Knicks on Wednesday night. The first matchup with the Knicks, 21 points, 28 in the first game with James Harden against the Minnesota Timberwolves. Maxey has thrived with Harden as a running mate. Point total prop right now, if you look at it in terms of where it's available, going to be in the range of 15.5 to 16.5, 17.5, potentially getting bumped up there. As you see, his most approved resume, I may or may not have him in that 150-1-2 to 1, 2 to win the award. So it's selfish in terms of my uh, my pushing him. But regardless, the point total prop has been a pretty good bet here for Maxi. And now that James Harden is in the starting lineup yet again, you would assume it would be a pretty good look to look at him to go over his point total prop once more. Utah Jazz and the Dallas Mavericks, also, of course, a game worth looking at here. These two teams well in the mix in the top six seeds of the Western Conference right now. Dallas Mavericks, as we know, have been one of the better teams defensively in the NBA since getting things right about the new year. And they trail the Utah Jazz by a game and a half in the 4-5 race, right? So that's pretty important because if you get the four seed, then you get the home series or the home court advantage in that series against the Utah Jazz. So this is a really important game. But something to monitor here for Dallas as we move forward because over the last couple of games, you're starting to see some cracks in the armor. Dallas defense, last six games, Mavericks are allowing 116.1 points per 100 possessions. The over, 4-2 and two during those six games. It could be really something, but if you had actually looked from the beginning of the new year up until about a week ago, and I haven't looked, so the, uh, the exact number is going to be a little bit different. 
But uh, cleaning the glass has this metric, right? Location effective field goal percentage, which is essentially if you look at the shots that the team is taking and you measure for league average on the shots that those teams are taking, it'll give you a little bit more of a better profile of the quality of shots that that team is either taking offensively or giving up defensively and where they should be at in that area. And for the Dallas Mavericks, although they were top three in defensive efficiency from the beginning of January to about the end of February, if you looked at their location effective field goal percentage, they were much closer to the middle of the pack, like 16th or so, right? And again, haven't updated that for like a week or haven't checked that, so that's worth monitoring. But still, you have that coupled with the fact that over their last six games, their defense has really taken a step back, and you wonder if now as we look at the Dallas Mavericks that this is going to be something to watch for them defensively going forward. But having said that, we see a number now. Mavericks a one-and-a-half point favorite, it looks like, on the open of an overnight. And I got to tell you, the Mavericks, if they want to, right, they have guys that can attack off the bounce. Luka Doncic the other night against the Los Angeles Lakers was a consistent threat, taking it into the painted area and scoring. You can spread out the Utah Jazz, which has been one of their flaws, and force all these guys to guard a one-on-one because the Utah Jazz love to just drop Rudy Gobert back and pick and rolls, allow him to just sit there and drop coverage and force you to take mid-range shots. Luka will take mid-range shots, but if you can spread guys out and you get a big out there that Rudy Gobert is forced to go out and guard around the perimeter, then all of a sudden you get a similar matchup that the Clippers exploited in the postseason. So I'm really interested to see what the Mavericks do here, but I, I, I would say that the Mavericks, barring anything popping up on the injury report for tomorrow, uh, that you're going to see about a one and a half get up to two or so. Because remember, this year, home court advantage has been worth two points. So at a one and a half, that number is telling you that the Dallas Mavericks are about a half point worse or just considered the worst team in this matchup, even if it's ever so slightly. And remember, Mike Conley, uh, it looks like he didn't. We know that he did not play against the Oklahoma City Thunder. So what his status is going to be here against the Dallas Mavericks is going to be something to keep an eye on. Injury report, though, for the Dallas Mavericks, very important. Jalen Brunson questionable to play want him out there if that's going to be the, if that's going to be the case Luka Doncic left toe sprain he's on the injury report but he's probable to play so looks like you're going to have him out there and we know Tim Hardaway Jr. has been out Maxi Kleber also questionable to play too so injuries are at the focus here want to make sure you have solid information but earlier would or excuse me early would assume that the Dallas Mavericks are going to be the side that the market really likes Let's talk Golden State Warriors and Denver Nuggets really quickly. One, because the Nuggets right now are down by seven points to the New Orleans Pelicans in a pretty big game, mostly for New Orleans, but also for Denver. But they're taking on the Warriors, and we're going to hear from Steve Kerr here because Kerr, talking after the uh, Warriors' loss to the Los Angeles Lakers on Saturday, remember, this is a makeup game uh, that they had to reschedule. Kerr was not happy about the placement of this game, and he actually let it be known that, uh, you know what, my guys, they're not playing. Oh, we'll get to the video here in a second. But, yeah, we, have, we were talking about Kerr and the fact that, look, it seemed like this odd thing that he didn't really like the fact that the Warriors uh, had to play this makeup game because this is going to be the second game this week. Or they're going to play two games, right, uh, for the Denver Nuggets. They're going to have them here, and then at the end of the week, here was Kerr after Saturday. Yeah, we're, we are not sending um, – how many players are staying here uh, – or heading back, do you remember? Uh, we, we are – we are not sending a lot of our players to uh, Denver. Steph, yep, yep, yep. Um, and the decision was pretty easy. You know, the uh, throwing that game into the schedule um, the way uh, the league did after that game was postponed and then going back to Denver, you know, three games in four nights, with two of those games being in Denver, going back and forth, uh, we're not we're not gonna uh, 
put our our high minutes guys at, uh, at risk. Yep. So Kerr not happy with the fact that they have to play this replacement game, and again, got to go back to Denver later in the week. Uh, looks like Steph Curry, uh, Clay Thompson, also among those named, are not going to be active tomorrow. Will not be with the team up in Denver. Pretty interesting for the fact that the Warriors are now one and six in their last seven games and in the, the third seed. So it does look like, at least on the surface, it is very likely that this slide continues for Golden State. But having said that, if they get a similar defensive effort tomorrow from the Denver Nuggets as they are putting up today against the New Orleans Pelicans, maybe you get a little bit of an upset, kind of like we saw earlier today with the Houston Rockets taking out the Memphis Grizzlies, huh? All right. Well, when we come back, we'll continue our evaluation of the Monday night card. Aaron Renning, ER, is going to be with us, professional handicapper. We'll get his thoughts on what we have seen from some of these teams, like the Golden State Warriors and the slump and the struggles there. And also, get ER's thoughts. He's got a pretty good eye for these teams like, kind of out on the up and come. And uh, the New Orleans Pelicans, I think, are one of them. We'll see if ER agrees. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Decent's Hardwood Handicappers. Now here's your host, Jonathan Von Tobel. Before you make your next college basketball bet, be sure to visit vcin.com to check the current betting splits data. New feature gives you insights where the money and bets are moving for every game. Betting splits another way. Vcin here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check it out today. Betting splits for every game at vcin.com. All right. From the Hardwood Handicappers podcast to the Hardwood Handicappers show, a regular guest, Aaron Renning. ER Sports 1 up on Twitter, professional handicapper. Nice enough to give us some time today on this Sunday night. ER, it's always good to talk to you, buddy, especially when we're talking hoops. Uh, we got a lot to get to, so uh, we will not dilly or dally. I want to bring up a, uh, a team that has been the apple of my eye lately, the New Orleans Pelicans. I've got a ticket on them, about plus, four, uh, plus 440 to make the playoffs. This new look lineup has been incredible. Uh, we've talked to you about it before. Uh, they are now, you know, they have overcome this really big deficit down by 21 today against Denver to lead right now, 112 to 105. What have you made of this surge from New Orleans and the fact that maybe they get Zion Williamson back, it sounds like? Yeah, I mean, I mean, good good bet. And, you know, you get in there, you play the Lakers, you can beat the Lakers easily yep. in the play-in tournament. That's not a problem. I, I mean, it is crazy because uh, right now uh, the Pelicans 27-36 and 36 and working on 28, but I have them power-rated through the roof in the Western conference, I have them power rate extremely high. And again, you have to remember regular season power ratings to playoff uh, right. power ratings are two totally different things. But um, I, I think this team is fascinating. 
love what they did to try to make a move. And yeah, you add Zion to this. Not only should they make the playoffs, but they're pretty frightening because the Western Conference not all that great. Yep. Uh, their next test in two days, we get to see them play Memphis. Uh, they're going to be on the road. That's going to be an intriguing spot. We just saw Memphis today, of course, lose to the Houston Rockets. And uh, they, of course, lost to the Boston Celtics, too. So Memphis in a little bit of a dip, uh, but we'll see. The schedule has ebbs and flows, and maybe they're in a little bit uh, of an ebb here. So uh, as we talk around, and we were talking about some of the big stories. I want to get your thoughts. Where have you been on Golden State like throughout this entire deal? Because you know everybody, the, the conversation around Golden State AR has been, you know, get Draymond back and they're going to be fine. But I pointed out uh, earlier in the show today that there was that 18-game stretch before Draymond got hurt where they were actually pretty average there too. Their offense was really bad. Their defense was still pretty good, but there's still no effective and efficient score outside of Steph Curry. And if he's not on, this offense drops off. Like, I have my reservations as a team that is rated this highly by the market in Golden State. They're a good team. They're a playoff team. I'm just – I find myself hesitant to buy into them as a true contender for an NBA Finals. But what do you say? Yeah, I feel like I looked at the NBA futures like in the last couple of days, and I believe the Westgate maybe had the Warriors as a favorite to win the Western Conference. And I mean, that just, I mean, again, I think the Eastern Conference is wide open. I think the Western Conference is wide open, but the Warriors peaked early. And, you know, Steph Curry was going off. It, it's crazy because everything, ever since he sent the record, kind of gone downhill for this team, mm-hmm. but they just overachieved, overachieved. If you watch them, they're overachieving defensively and offensively. This is not a, you know, this is not even close uh, to the team that won the NBA title a number of years ago, whatever. Uh, Steph is, you know, a little bit older. Clay Thompson got a long way to go. And now we're going to try to work back in Draymond Green. And there's no question he is, to a certain degree, the straw that stirs the drink. But, um, you know, to say this team should be favorite or uh, anything above anything in the Western Conference, they they have some real flaws on this team. Yep, and when you're uh, – Draymond Green will reduce the minutes some for these guys. Yeah. But when, when Jonathan Kaminga and Moses Moody are like a, a legitimate part of your rotation, ER, like I, I got some questions about how that depth works out when you get to the postseason, right? Talking about the difference between regular season and postseason teams. I, I mean, even right now, uh, again, without Draymond Green, without Iguodala, but Gary Payton's not an NBA nope. starter. Uh, Kevin Looney, you know, really not an NBA starter. So, yeah, some of these lineups, and even when they put out, like, you know, the – the lineup, whoever they're starting for Clay Thompson, you know, so basically they have two NBA starters with Steph Curry and Andrew Wiggins. So yeah, this is uh, is certainly far from a juggernaut. All right, let's go to the Eastern conference. So earlier today, you had a no sweat bet on the Milwaukee Bucks slaying the points. (laughs) Uh, Chris Middleton with uh, what I think is kind of the D move to take a shot when the guys aren't fouling, but Hey, (laughs) I glad you're my buddy and I'm glad you get the money. Uh, But let's talk about Milwaukee because now we're talking about Milwaukee in the sense of, like, I get ER where, like, you win a title, right? And you kind of now you realize, oh, like, we don't have to win 65 of these things. Like, we can just kind of get through this mm-hmm. now. And But at the same time, ER, we don't know if Brooke Lopez is going to come back. They go and get the corpse of Serge Ibaka because they need help at center. Pat Connaughton has his hand injury now just after they ship off Dante DiVincenzo. And you're talking about needing to have this furious comeback and outscoring the Suns 12-1 to in the final you know, two and a half minutes today. The ridiculous comeback against the Miami Heat, too, like, are you in the realm of, hey, you know what, they'll just turn it on? Or, or is it kind of like with Golden State where I'm feeling it too, where it's just like, you know, at some point, 
You can talk about turning it on, but you can also talk about the real flaws that this roster has, and I think there are some with Milwaukee too. Well, the crazy part about that, JVT, because I talked them all, I, I talked all about them yeah. in the playoffs last year, and I can't wait for six plus weeks of Budenholzer uh, <laughs> in the end in the NBA coaching realm of the playoffs. But you know, it, it comes down to they have the best player in the NBA, and they have pretty good supporting cast, and they have experience together. So I put them at the top of the Eastern Conference because of they've been there, they've done that before, and I do really think this is a real thing just going through the motions of the regular season. They did it last year as well, and they were able to turn it up. I just cannot say that Miami's better. I cannot say Philadelphia is better. I certainly can't say the Bulls are better. Boston, Brooklyn. I think that right now I, I have to make the Bucks the favorite in the Eastern Conference. Yeah. My problem too, though, ER, is uh, you know you can sleepwalk through all of this, right? And but yeah. then all of a sudden, it's not going to be a Detroit Pistons team led by a one-legged Blake Griffin that you can blow out yep. right in the first round. Right. It could be a three-six matchup with the Boston Celtics that you're trying to get out of your stupor here, mm-hmm. and that's going to be a problem. What, what do you make of Boston? Big win. Tatum gives over fifty today uh, against the uh, Brooklyn Nets. I, I've got a ticket on Boston. It was more like a value grab. I've got him at sixty-six to one to win the NBA Finals. I got to tell you, the more I watch him play defensively, are the more I kind of believe in this team being a contender in that conference. Oh, for for sure. I mean, I've had Boston as the uh, top power rated Eastern Conference team for a month now, and I made up a lot of money. You watch them in the betting marketplace; they take money every single day. They did today. Some of that was Jalen Brown returning, but open three up to six. And, I mean, I just don't know as far as winning an NBA title or even the Eastern Conference, but, you know, Jason Tatum's 24 years old, only getting better. And he's shot and he's played, you know, his offensive game has not been, not even close to where he was the last couple of years. I mean, he has just simply not made shots. A lot like uh, this whole team just has not made shots. And here they are covering numbers. And you're right, defensively, I think Robert Williams is an absolute beast for this team. He is actually means something to them offensively, but certainly defensively. Uh, but Brown is better, and and Tatum is great. And Marcus Smart is just kind of, again, talk about the uh, straw to stir the drink. He kind of does that for this team. So, yeah, they're, they're, they're a contender. You cannot discount this team. Yep, and uh, there's no denying Derek White has been an awesome addition at the trade yeah, line. He's made right. it a lot better. Uh, that bench is way Great better with White out there. Uh, all right. Hey, so tomorrow, Monday, we get a pretty good schedule. Uh, Bulls 76ers at the top of that list, but some good games. Jazz Mavericks, Warriors Nuggets. We already know. Kirk came out yesterday, said Stars aren't making that trip. Lakers and Spurs. you have anything circled for tomorrow? Uh, to tell you the truth, I have not looked at it. You know, I think the Bulls, Sixers is fascinating. Here you have the Sixers. I see the overnight line, six and a half, seven. Yeah. Uh, obviously James Harden back in the fold. And and I've always said, like, if you watch, you know, I'm just not a Chicago Bulls guy. And if you watch the other, you know, the upper echelon in the Eastern conference, you, you watch James Harden matched up against Zach Levine, uh, even DeRozan to Rosen to, you know, it's just a class difference. And then Beatles show that. So lean to the Sixers coming back after that poor effort. Uh, the other night, and uh, I have to look towards San Antonio against the Lakers. Lakers, huge, 
huge effort the other night against Golden State. LeBron keeps scoring, et cetera. But this team has bounced off any big kind of effort they've put into. Um, I've looked at the Spurs and the Sixers tomorrow. Last 45 seconds, I have circled the, the Pistons. I've bet on them a couple of times during this win streak. Not mm-hmm. enough. Uh, are they a bet on team down the stretch? I really think they are. It's so hard to say because you never know from a tanking team because, uh, you know, they can go from zero to nothing in a second. Oklahoma, you know, the Thunder have been the second best spread covering team in the NBA. And then, you know, we're just going to wave the white flag. Detroit can do that at any moment, but you're right. I, this team has been very competitive. You see them coming together. They have young talent and kind of mesh with the older talent. And, you know, they probably give the Bucks a, a little bit of a run for that first-round matchup that we'll never get to this year. <laughs> hey, man, good to talk to you. Appreciate the time, dude. Very good. Thank you. You got it. Aaron Renning at ER Sports 1. We'll come back. We continue to look at it. Those Pistons, by the way, uh, they are in action tomorrow against the Atlanta Hawks. Hawks clinging on in that battle for the ninth and 10th seed between them and the Charlotte Hornets. So the Monday preview rolls on here on Hardwood Handicappers. Decent's Hardwood Handicappers. Now here's your host, Jonathan Von Tobel. Get an early start on your college hoops tournament betting with Decent's full court bracket betting coverage starting Sunday, March 13th, with six free hours of live video streaming on Decent.com, including the full bracket reveal and opening lines for every game. The Decent College Hoops experts, including Greg Hoops Peterson, who I think is in the back right now. Uh, he's coming up next. We'll discuss everything, including the opening lines, making them, and finding the best early value. Don't wait for the lines to move. Start your bracket around one tournament betting with the VSIN College Hoops experts on Sunday, March 13th at 6 p.m. Eastern, free on vsin.com. And I'm honored to be taking part of Selection Sunday coverage. I'll be on from 7 to 10 p.m. Pacific time with them all shot, going over all the line moves for the openers of the day. All right. So we're looking ahead to uh, tomorrow. A very quick update on the uh, game that is about to come to an end here. The New Orleans Pelicans have a two-point lead over the Denver Nuggets. 122-120, 17.9 left to go. Uh, Nikola Jokic, got ca- uh, not watching with sound. I believe it was a yeah, flagrant here. So the uh, New Orleans Pelicans taking some free throws. It is a missed free throw from Devontae Graham. So it's still going to remain a two-point game with another shot to come. Regardless, let's take a look at tomorrow. So I wanted to bring up something uh, that ER had talked about. The Los Angeles Lakers are on the road tomorrow to take on the San Antonio Spurs. Pretty fascinating spot there because the Lakers, of course, are coming off Saturday's effort in which LeBron James uh, absolutely dominated the Golden State Warriors in a 124-116 win, 56 points. Uh, But the comeback has got to be pretty tough. And again, when it took a Herculean effort from LeBron James and getting absolutely nothing from the guys around him, what does a follow-up performance do for a guy who is questionable on the injury report? He's questionable for every single game. But a performance like that now going on the road to take on a San Antonio Spurs team that right now is kind of picking at the 10th seed. Uh, they are three and a half games back in the New Orleans Pelicans for the final seed in the play-in race. Don't think they're going to make it. Uh, but regardless, what you get from the Los Angeles Lakers, namely, what do you get from LeBron in an effort like this if he does indeed play? Because this team has been extremely poor defensively, the Los Angeles Lakers. But it hasn't been the San Antonio Spurs. But it does seem situationally like a pretty good spot to play against the San Antonio Spurs. Excuse me, to play against the Los Angeles Lakers with the San Antonio Spurs. And we'll see if LeBron does indeed play. I would assume, given the desperation for the Lakers, uh, that they do. But then again, safely in the play-in uh, and a very safe lead over the San Antonio Spurs. You could steal this as a rest day 
for LeBron James and hand the reins over to Russell Westbrook and the rest of the characters there. So two and a half right now over at DraftKings. Shaded a little bit to the favorite side, so some alter juice there at minus 115. I'm going to assume that the Spurs are going to get to about a three-point favorite in most spots by the time we get to tomorrow and everybody's up bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. But the Los Angeles Lakers never disappoint in terms of the action they get on a night-to-night basis, as has been the case even during this slump that they have been on. All right, let's talk about these Pistons. Pistons, man, again, for, to reiterate, for those who have not been with us, a 5-2 and two straight up, 7-0 and ATS run here for the Detroit Pistons. ER, when we talked to him last segment, brought up a really good point. Now, when you come to the tanking teams, uh, you don't know what the mentality is going to be. You could yank guys in two seconds and, of course, have one of the worst teams in the NBA. The Oklahoma City Thunder are doing it right now. They did it last year, one of the worst win total beats you'll ever see. Uh, last year, the Oklahoma City Thunder, uh, and it does seem they're doing it again here. But the Pistons, they are, I would think, again, just reading between the lines, and if you look at some of the quotes coming out of it, they had a players meeting right before they went off this seven-game run here. They seem to be dedicated to winning a few of these games and at least ending the season strong. And while the Atlanta Hawks right now are the 10th seed and are tied with Charlotte Brooklyn as well, for that, so the 8, 9, 10, or excuse me, uh, yeah, 8, 9, 10. They're all in the same range here. Only have a two-game lead over Washington, and they're pretty desperate. The thing, though, is I am desperate to make a million dollars when I walk into that casino and start betting. Doesn't mean you're going to win a million dollars. So eight-point favorites on the road here against the Detroit Pistons, who have been playing some really incredible basketball, does seem somewhat strong. Now, injury report here does have some names on it of note, but it's not anything that would affect the power rating, I believe at least, for the Detroit Pistons. Uh, right now against the Atlanta Hawks, you have Hamadou, uh, Hamadou Diallo, who is questionable to play. Frank Jackson is not going to play either. But outside of that, those are the only two names on the report. So it does look like you're going to get Sadiq Bey. does look like you're going to get Kate Cunningham, Isaiah Stewart, the guys who have been a very big core of what the Pistons have been doing over the last couple of games. So it's pretty interesting to see a uh, Hawks team, which defensively, although they had that comeback the other night right against Chicago, Defensively, the Atlanta Hawks have not been playing a very solid brand of basketball, and they've been doing it all year long. But the win over Washington the other night, a three-point win, defensive rating of 120 against the Wizards, a 129.2 defensive rating against the Chicago Bulls in that 130-124 victory uh, over Chicago, a comeback win there. They cover, or excuse me, they didn't cover. They lost to the Boston Celtics as a six-and-a-half-point underdog. Remember, they had that double-digit lead the other night and blew it against Boston. Defensive rating there, 115.1. So now... You're asking this team to go on the road against the Detroit Pistons, lay eight. Uh, I would assume that the Pistons, given how well they've been playing lately, you're going to see this number start to shrink. So if you like Atlanta and sit back and wait, barring a pop-up on the injury report of Kate Cunningham, who's been dealing with a wrist sprain, we're going to think that the uh, the Detroit Pistons, from a market perspective, are going to be the side there. All right, so a lot of games. Let's go to Portland and Minnesota, because this is not the sexiest game in any way whatsoever, right? But you talk about tanking teams, because there's not going to be that many. The way that the rules lay out here, both with the NBA draft and with the way that the play-in works, you barely get teams that are tanking. The Oklahoma City Thunder are clearly doing it, and the Portland Trailblazers are very clearly doing it. And I think the market initially got really wrapped up in that four-game winning streak they went on before the break, not realizing that you're catching teams like Memphis and uh, Milwaukee sleeping because they just want to get to some extended days off. The Portland Trailblazers, since the break, this has been astounding how bad they have been. Post-All-Star break, the Portland Trailblazers 0-4 straight up and against the spread. Offensively, averaging 99.5 points every 100 possessions. A negative 26.7 net rating for the Portland Trailblazers. And we're talking, we're not, you're not covering double-digit spreads now at this point for the Portland Trailblazers, failing to cover the other night against the Minnesota Timberwolves as well. The numbers that you're seeing for Portland, and they're catching 15 again here against Minnesota, 
Didn't cover 13 against Minnesota when they played just the other night on the 5th. Didn't cover 11 against the Phoenix Suns. Got blown out 120-90. to Did not cover 8 or 10 against the Golden State Warriors since they came back. So there's definitely... Uh, the magic is worn off here for the uh, the Portland Trailblazers. This is who they are. Their center rotation is a mess. And if you were going to use, you know, if you were going to lay big numbers, it would be the Portland Trailblazers who, this is a strong proclamation because they have Washington, so I won't say it. But it's safe to say that for a majority of the games here going forward for Portland, they're going to be catching close to, if not double digits, the rest of the way through. Uh, Portland is because of how bad they've been and how bad they're going to be given how poor the rotation is at this point right now. So from there, Houston Rockets on the road against the Miami Heat. Second leg of a back-to-back here for Houston. They just beat the Memphis Grizzlies tonight. So we'll see what the uh, bounce back is like here for my, uh, for Houston against Miami. Would assume hitting the road, which has not been the most favorable place for the Houston Rockets against a Miami Heat team that has been crushing lowly opponents like this, it's not going to be uh, the best situation for them. 15-19 ATS away from home this season. 7-27 straight up. The Houston Rockets have been. Injury report here, though, focuses on the Miami Heat. Uh, we know that Kyle Lowry still not available for personal reasons, so he is already listed as out. Victor Oladipo is questionable to play. I believe, double-check this in my uh, my notes here, I believe Victor Oladipo is on the verge of making his return here for the Houston Rockets. Uh, so it does seem like this, excuse me, for the Miami Heat, it does seem like this game against Houston is going to be the game in which Victor Oladipo makes his debut for Miami. So we'll see if he finds his way onto the floor. But in situations like this, as unappealing as Houston might be most nights, including a night like tonight where they close the 10.5-point underdogs, uh, you are always laying a very inflated number here for Miami, 16 against the Houston Rockets. It's always going to be an inflated number. So with numbers like this, if you feel like getting involved, you know that there's going to be a Heat Minnesota Moneyline parlay out there. Dan, is that going to be you? Heat, uh, no, no. No Miami Minnesota Moneyline parlay tomorrow. Huh? There's going to be a couple of those out there, so we'll see if that's going to be the case. Uh, but a couple of big favorites here on the card for tomorrow. So, again, big card tomorrow. Main storylines that I think you got to take away from as we look into the card is going to be one, Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, I like the 76ers in that spot. They're going to close a little bit higher. I would say in the range of 7.5 or 8 or so against the Chicago Bulls. Nikola Vucevic is questionable to play, and it doesn't look very good because he didn't practice today. And it's just a matchup nightmare for the Chicago Bulls who have been playing very poor defense over the last – well, actually for a couple of months now, but specifically over the last four games it's been pretty bad for the Chicago Bulls. Utah Jazz and the Dallas Mavericks. Injuries to monitor there for both teams. The most important ones, of course, are the fact that Mike Conley uh, potentially not available for the Utah Jazz in that game. Again, keep an eye on that. But for Dallas, Max Kleber, Jalen Brunson, both questionable to play. Very big names for them. Luka Doncic is on the injury report, but is listed as probable with that left toe sprain he's been dealing with. But Dallas, something to keep in mind here because Utah has been playing very well offensively lately. Dallas, over their last six games, defensive rating of 116.1, overs 4-2 and two in those six games. Does seem like maybe the luster's worn off here for this Dallas defense, and they're starting to regress back to what has been a above-average defense, but not as good as we have seen statistically. And last but not least, Seth, uh, Steph Curry and Klay Thompson, among others, are not going to be playing for the Golden State Warriors who are in Denver to take on the Nuggets tomorrow. Steve Kerr, pretty unhappy with the way that the league scheduled that replacement game, so... They are not going to be out there making the trip. Kerr already came out and said that, so that's something to uh, keep in mind as the Golden State Warriors will be taking on Denver, second leg of a back-to-back for the Nuggets, who against the New Orleans Pelicans today, see, did it, did it go final today? Yes, I think it did. Ooh, no, we're going to overtime, 124-124 to 124 
extra period of play for the Nuggets. So not the most favorable spot for Denver after a back-and-forth game here against New Orleans. All right, we'll have the end of that game. We'll update what's going on with the Los Angeles Clippers, and we'll take a look at the next week that will be the top games of the week in the association when we come back. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hardwood Handicappers. Now here's your host, Jonathan Von Tobel. Get everything you need to bet the madness this year with 24-7 streaming, daily best bet, I can do it, emails in our tournament betting guide, including advice, data, and strategy for only $19. Get analysis from our experts, including Greg Hoops-Peterson, and apparently Matt Eumanns. We'll get to that momentarily. On every key team conference and player to watch from the favorites to the potential Cinderella's, sign up today. Get the betting guide plus full access to VSIN through April 5th for only $19 at vsin.com slash madness. Uh, I make that reference through gritted teeth because betting the bracket with Greg Peterson is coming up next part of this new basketball-heavy lineup at the end of Sundays. Uh, Greg's going to have Matt Humans apparently, going to be coming on. Co-host of The Edge, the show that I host. Now, Matt Humans told me, no, 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 no. Basketball, NBA, call me when the playoffs start. All right. Maybe maybe I will. Maybe I won't. All right. We have breaking news in the NBA. Uh, this is actually a pretty big deal. And it's funny. You know, we actually talked about this subject in the first hour, right? The, the precipitous drop in the standing of the Cleveland Cavaliers and the fact that there was a very big win today over the Toronto Raptors because they kept the Toronto Raptors at bay with that win. For those who didn't know the final score there, 104 to 96. It's a victory in the win column, but it is a loss for Cleveland. Shams Rania reporting right now that the Cleveland Cavaliers all-star center Jarrett Allen has suffered a fractured finger and is expected to be sidelined indefinitely. Sharania added to the report, Allen got kneed in the quad tonight during Cleveland's win over Toronto, diagnosed though with a broken finger that will now require further evaluation and sideline the star center. So Cleveland Cavaliers, man, they have obviously been a very good story uh, after today, currently in the sixth seed uh, with now what is a three-full game lead over the Toronto Raptors. Getting that win was massive over Toronto. Keeps them very much comfortably in the play-in. Three games isn't that much with this little left uh, time left, but Jared Allen, a massive loss for the Cleveland Cavaliers because he has been a big part uh, of this team in terms of what they've been able to do defensively. Jerry, Evan Mopley has been very much a part of it as well. Uh, but when you look at Cleveland, and their defense, which now, by the way, is fourth in terms of defensive efficiency and non-garbage time minutes, um, it's pretty big for Allen not to be out there. So if you look 
I'm going to look up the numbers in terms of the on-court, off-court numbers, Jared Allen, so we can get an idea uh, of what this team looks like without him on the floor. But regardless, this is a team that has dealt with multiple injuries in their backcourt. Darius Garland, of course, as we know, with that back injury, has been in and out of the lineup. Karis LeVert has not been playing because of his issue with his foot. And now you can add Jared Allen to the mix. According to Cleaning the Glass, which, by the way, for any NBA handicapper out there, cannot recommend any more uh, Cleaning the Glass in terms of a site to use for your handicapping purposes. Jared Allen, not on the floor of the Cuban Cavaliers, uh, still from a defensive uh, standpoint, plus 2.7 in terms of the net rating, 107.5 in terms of their uh, defensive rating in those stretches. But it's not just without Jared Allen on the floor, right? It's expanding those numbers to when you're talking about bench minutes without him, what your center rotation looks like now. So keep an eye on Cleveland as we move forward. Again, indefinitely is not very good, but indefinitely could also mean he's back in like two days. So just a report to keep an eye on, but a very, very big one at that coming out of Shamsaranya and Stadium. All right, so let's take a look at the week that will be here. Games of the week coming up. Um, talked about them quite a bit here today. They are down by one to Denver in their extra period of 145 left to go. But a fascinating matchup on Tuesday between the New Orleans Pelicans and the Memphis Grizzlies. It, this, it's pretty interesting for multiple reasons. We talked a lot about the Pelicans. Well, let's talk about the Grizzlies, who are now the second seed in the Western Conference, but have kind of hit a little bit of a lull on the schedule, right? We saw them beat up on, on Orlando last time out. They did lose on the road against Boston. They had that two-game low uh, right when they came right before the end of the break where they lost to Portland, and then they come back and they lose to the Minnesota Timberwolves. They rip off wins against Chicago and San Antonio. So kind of in that range over the last six games, they're six and six straight up and against the spread. But why this is so fascinating is if you have watched Memphis and you know what one of their strengths is, their biggest strength is what they're able to do on the offensive glass. If statistically, one of the top teams in terms of offensive rebounding rate in the NBA at this point right now, the Memphis Grizzlies, uh, currently first by cleaning the glasses measurements, 32.6% of their misses they can grab the Memphis Grizzlies. However, the Pelicans are one of the best rebounding teams in the NBA. And with this new look lineup that they have, they are now an incredible offensive rebounding team in their own right. So the battle on the glass between these two is going to be absolutely awesome to watch. Does the big front court of Jonas Valanciunas and Jackson Hayes, can they match up really well up front with the guys like Jaron Jackson and, of course, Steven Adams? So that battle to be on Tuesday is going to be great. And it's pretty big, as we know, for New Orleans as they're trying to keep pace here with the Los Angeles Lakers and trying to potentially surpass them, get that ninth seed, and be the host of that first play-in matchup against the Los Angeles Lakers as opposed to having to go to Los Angeles, right? They want the big freaky smoothie baby uh, and the uh, smoothie center to be in the stands with them, not so much making the trip to the crypt or the uh, crypto.com arena, as it is now called. So look out for that Tuesday. We get the New Orleans Pelicans on the road against the Memphis Grizzlies. Going to be a great watch in a Western Conference battle there. And by the way, too, it still could be a playoff series that, that as well. If for some reason the Pelicans make a really good push here over the last couple of weeks, find themselves in contention for that top play-in game, win that, get the seventh seed, and then boom, just like that, could be playing a 2-7 matchup with the Memphis Grizzlies. Thursday, though, this is the one. This is the one we've been waiting for. The Brooklyn Nets on the road against the Philadelphia 76ers. James Harden taking on Brooklyn. Who's getting revenge? Who isn't? I don't know. We know that Ben Simmons is not going to be available. It's funny. They teased us with it. Uh, that The fact that, hey, man, Ben Simmons, March 10th, could be available, could be back by then. Doesn't seem like that's going to be the case. But the fact that Brooklyn is on the road means that you're going to get Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving together playing with one another. And... Despite the fact that they lost the game here today, the Boston Celtics came into today with the best defensive rating in the NBA. They were by far the best defense in the NBA since January 1st. And the Brooklyn Nets in non-garbage time minutes today with Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant went in and dropped 1.2 points per possession, which is pretty good 
against one of the best defensive teams in the NBA. Now you get the Philadelphia 76ers. How they handled Joel Embiid, obviously the trade for Andre Drummond, that was a very big deal. They have a body to throw at him. Uh, what they do against James Harden defensively as well. And how Philadelphia, because this is the other intriguing part about what Philly is, from a defensive standpoint, how Philly handles a matchup with two dominant scorers like Kyrie Irving and like Kevin Durant is going to be a really great watch other than the narrative around this entire thing, which is James Harden taking on his former team and the team that he didn't want to be with. So we finally get those two teams to match up with one another. That's going to be on Thursday. Philadelphia at home over Brooklyn. And barring any injuries, we know that Philadelphia will be favored, depending by how much. I would say that the uh, the initial opener is going to be in the range of three uh, for Philly over Brooklyn. But we'll see because, remember, Brooklyn did close as a six-and-a-half-point favorite against Boston today, and Philly is a pretty highly rated team. So we'll see if maybe that gets a little bit higher on the road against the Philadelphia 76ers. Friday, we get a cross-conference matchup. This is going to be fun because the Los Angeles Clippers, who right now are taking on the New York Knicks, the score at this point, I've got 37-32, excuse me, 37-22. Clippers off to a slow start against the Knickerbockers with eight minutes left to go. In the first or second period, it's not hockey, second quarter, uh, first half. But they get to take on the Atlanta Hawks on Friday. And this matters for multiple reasons. One, Atlanta, as we know, is trying to at least climb their way out of the 10th seed. Uh, everybody's tied 9, 10, or 8, 9, and 10 when it's Brooklyn, Toronto, and Atlanta. So they can find their way up to as high as the 8th seed potentially if they continue to win. Here's the thing, though, as we mentioned when we talked about their matchup with the Detroit Pistons uh, on Monday. The Atlanta Hawks are one of the worst defensive teams in the NBA, and they can't play a lick of defense. And now you get the Los Angeles Clippers, who have been an incredible defensive team, could theoretically and have many weapons to throw defensively at Trey Young. That's going to be a matchup to watch. They met up about a month ago or so. Uh, the Los Angeles Clippers had a very, very good performance. Uh, I think that was actually one of Paul George's last few games. I, I could be a little blurry on that, but regardless, the Hawks need to step up defensively if they're going to maintain their spot here in the play-in. That's a really tough matchup, but a good interconference matchup between the Atlanta Hawks and the Los Angeles Clippers. Big one, though, on Saturday. This is a big litmus test for the Minnesota Timberwolves. Timberwolves, well in control of the seventh seed right now in the Western Conference. They've been playing some really good basketball uh, for the most part, right? But in terms of controlling a very important seed because they get to host the first playing game against whoever their opponent is, but they've won and covered four straight as of this point right now. Saturday, they will go to South Beach to take on the Miami Heat. Really good test for the Minnesota Timberwolves, not only in just the grand scheme of things, but how good your offense is going to be. And we have to know if Anthony Edwards is going to play. Don't For those who don't remember, Anthony Edwards got the report about late, last week, uh, midweek or so, that he does have some tendonitis in his knee, that they were going to be cautious with that knee and his role. So, again, missing some time potentially down the stretch going forward, Anthony Edwards. So if he's, if he's, uh, if he's even going to be available for that game against Miami, but how Minnesota matches up with an Eastern Conference contender and a power in the grand scheme of things will, I think, be a pretty good way to see what Minnesota is and if they're potentially a team that could upset their opponent in the first round, be it Memphis or be it Golden State in the Western Conference. Uh, also, and this is the last on the, the grand list of games this week, but the Milwaukee Bucks on the road against the Golden State Warriors. It's big for multiple reasons. The Milwaukee Bucks have been playing an extreme inconsistent form of basketball lately. They need a 12-1 run in the final two and a half minutes against Phoenix today to get a win and a cover. They need a massive comeback against the Miami Heat just the other night to win that game, but not cover. They went in on the buzzer because of Drew Holiday's shot over Bam Adebayo. This team, the Milwaukee Bucks, has not been playing good basketball at this point right now. They are now 11-16 in the last 27 games against the spread are they going to be consistent, and are they going to catch a Golden State Warriors team that is continuing to slide? This week alone, the Warriors have two games on the road against the Denver Nuggets, and they end the week on Saturday 
against the Milwaukee Bucks. So it's a tough week for the Golden State Warriors. With that, we are all done. Remember, next week, no hardwood handicappers. I'll be here, but I get the late night show for Selection Sunday uh, because it's a big, big week, of course, in college basketball. Remember, coming up next, speaking of college hoops, betting the bracket with Greg Peterson. Stick around. You're going to get all the college basketball coverage you need coming up in five here on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. We'll see you. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.